Welcome to that podcast with Sammy Rye. It is another good week, a good week for games. I'm going to focus a lot on video games this week. I have not got a chance to play video games in a while, and there's a lot of exciting things going on in the video game industry, things that you can play, and some things on the business side that I think are pretty interesting. Always focusing on the art and the business, some really interesting things happening with No Man's Sky, Fortnite, Grand Theft Auto, some recent updates with Cyberpunk, and some things that we could learn from all those different situations, and a few other things, Guardians of the Galaxy, Square Enix, a few other things. I want to touch on this week on the podcast. So this will be a quick one, but I just want to really make sure that we look at some of the things that are going on right now and we don't miss out. If you guys listen to the podcast, yes, you know, right now in Fortnite, they're doing their Fortnite Mares event, which is their Halloween event. Um, that lasts usually a week or two weeks, basically. Some of the challenges are one week long. Um, if you get in right now, it's like five or six days left. So definitely check it out if you haven't got a chance to see it yet. And um, some of the challenges are two weeks long. But basically, yeah. I mean, logging in, seeing some of the things that they're doing for Fortnite Mares, it, it's amazing, right? Fortnite just had another big update. I don't want to give away any spoilers. But there are some events going on on the island that are... It's just it's just a, like a, in a movie experience. Something that you can see and interact with, which you don't find in other games. And you can do it with other people. I can't say enough about Fortnite. If you're an adult... You don't play Fortnite. If you think Fortnite is just for kids, you're really missing out on some of the most innovative things going on in technology. On the business and technology side of it, there's a, they have a crossover with Dune. And some of the things that they're doing with their tech now in their game, the game keeps on changing and adding new features. Um, there's a, I don't want to give it away. But basically, it's a great, great moment. When you're playing a game, you think you know what's going on. Um, there's a new event they added. And a bunch of new, you know, created game modes. Really, I could definitely see there being a situation in the future where content creators, like when, when YouTube first started, when Twitch first started, you know, parents didn't think kids could make money off of playing video games, right? Obviously, now with YouTube and Twitch, people know that if you're a streamer, there are some ways people can make money off of games. Some people play in tournaments competitively. They make money off of games. It's not very easy, but it is possible. I could see there being a system created within Fortnite where it's almost like a Netflix where you can go into Fortnite and make your own games and make money off of that that way. Being a game maker for a game, right? Like when you're making content inside of a game that already exists. Because there are so many well-developed games now within Fortnite, games within games. There is um, wait, oh, there's a Wasteland RPG you can do. There's this kingdom one where you become like the king of this town. And someone's making this, right? One or two people. I don't know how many people are getting together for these people, but they make it. And then if you use their creator code, when anyone buys stuff or when you buy stuff from the item shop, they get paid, right? Or they get a piece of that percentage or whatever. Now, that alone may not be enough to support someone's entire livelihood right now. But I think as those modes get bigger and bigger and there's more of a demand for that, I could see that increasing. And hopefully those creators are also making money with YouTube and other ways they can make money showing off their amazing games they're making. Because they're making like full-on games inside of Fortnite. Games where you don't even have to use a gun, right? You can walk around and it's like a whole RPG inside of Fortnite. Um, and it's not going to be the same experience you have with, let's say, like a whole full-fledged game outside of Fortnite. 
But there's the, the advantage of you being able to use the things that you've bought or that you've earned inside Fortnite in their games. So, like, if you made a game and then you want, like, Iron Man to be in your game, as an independent creator, that's not going to be very likely for you, right? But um, if someone owns the Iron Man skin for Fortnite, they could play with him inside your game. So that brings them into your thing with kind of cutting out that middleman, and you're also making money. Those opportunities did not exist in business when, when someone was a kid. Um, and they recently changed their interface for how you pick your modes to look very similar to Netflix and Hulu um, with like the little tile mode. So I feel like that's something that they keep going with. And they have been teasing recently this uh, Creative Map 2.0, where basically when someone creates objects or puts down objects in the game, so you can save the cluster of those objects and then they can be shared. So instead of like you having to make a building when you're making your map, you could just download someone else's building that's already made that. And that's going to be insane because, you know, people who are making these things have to put everything in place, every wall. Um, sometimes there's little prefabricated things like a skyscraper or something and there's nothing you can do in there. But for all these detailed creations people make, if you can save those and then you can go in and put down all these elaborate things other people made inside your game, it's going to basically expedite that workflow for all the creators in the community. Everyone's going to benefit those game modes are going to get more and more complex extremely fast. And it's just these innovative things that Fortnite is doing that when I look at film, when I look at music, when I look across the board and say, okay, what are some other exciting things to get excited about in the other industries? I see people just aren't innovating and people sleep on Fortnite and they think it's just this little kid game on the top and that's where they're making their money. But there's all this stuff on a technology standpoint and it's all based on the Unreal Engine that if they decide to break this out into the other games or make it its own platform, this is one of those like Netflix, um, you know, checkmate moves, right? Where like when Netflix came out and it got into their position that they got into, that was it. No one was ever able to catch up to them. And I think Fortnite has secretly been building up this this other utility. Like, almost like Fortnite has been a test for a bigger thing. I don't think anyone's going to catch up to Epic Games ever. I know Disney recently bought some stock in them. Um, they acquired a big percentage of the company, the parent company that owns Epic Games. Um, and also some other studios. I think, um, I can't remember all the other companies that, that, that bought into it. But you can see even the biggest of the bigs trying to get a little chunk of it. Like they can even see that this, there's going to be a lot, lot, lot more money coming from these guys in the future. And you can't catch up to them at this point. I think they already see that there's no point in trying to make a platform to compete with that. Um, it's just you might as well just join the, the party basically. So as a gamer, you, know, you, you get to play with all this stuff pretty much for free. Um, and as, as a gamer too, if you ever buy things in Fortnite... I think it has the best value for a dollar when it comes to DLC and content you could get versus other games. So that's everything I can say about Fortnite right now. I probably could talk about it all day. Um, but yeah, I'm real hot and cold with it. And that's the great thing about it too. It really respects your time. You can leave and not play for like two or three weeks and come back in like one or two days. You can really get caught up um, and have pretty much all the other things everyone else is having. You don't have to feel like you got to play it every day. I really liked it about Fortnite. I mean, there's really hardly any negatives I can think about when it comes to that game. And that's insane. Um, at this point, it has like actually so much value. I, I, I can't even interact with everything in that game. I don't have the time to do all the things you can do in it. Um, and it just keeps on growing and growing every three or four months with their big updates. Um, it's, yeah, it's insane. The next thing I wanted to touch on, um, No Man's Sky. Another game I do enjoy. Another game that does take a lot of time. 
And they're like a little independent Fortnite, right? They're never going to probably be um, in the biggest of the bigs. But they're also creating something that no one else will be able to duplicate. They are completely um, locking down the space genre. I don't see... I mean, it would take... uh, Man, I don't know. Like When Minecraft came out, Minecraft was, you know, created a whole genre. And then Fortnite, three or four years later, a lot of companies started announcing they were going to do what Minecraft was doing, but with better graphics. And everyone was like, of course. And the only people that actually did it and succeeded was Fortnite. So with No Man's Sky, they came out and they have the good graphics. And they're doing this in, in this like um, independent space game. But with Minecraft, the sad thing about Minecraft was it seemed like Minecraft... I'm sure they're making money still anyway, so it's not really a sad thing. It just seemed like Minecraft would have a Minecraft 2. And Minecraft would have been the people that would have been in the lead. So they would have made the better graphic game. And they would have, you know, figured out how to kind of control that whole thing. And Microsoft had acquired them. And it seemed like, yeah, this is going to be a really big juggernaut game for, for Microsoft. And then Minecraft keeps doing just what Minecraft does. At this point, I feel like the game has way too much stuff in it. Um, with the graphics especially, it's very hard to navigate um, through all their different little pixelated items that they, they put into that game. I don't understand why they hasn't just made a, a Minecraft 2. But with No Man's Sky, they look like they're the same thing in the sense that they're the small guy, like Minecraft was, but they've been developing their game for five years. Just recently, they got to a point on Steam where now they have overly positive reviews. That means that all their reviews, people have nominated it as you know, a good game, basically. And they had to come out back from all the negative reviews they got at their launch. And they had another update today. This update, recently they had an update that lets you own pets in space. All these different alien, exotic things that are randomly generated. So you go to planets and you can like see what it seems like an infinite combination of pets, right? All these alien creatures you never seen before. Very imaginative. Um, they introduced these really big sandworms, like these like Beetlejuice-level sandworms, a few patches ago. And you couldn't do anything with them, but they are amazing to see because they're just so big. And now, apparently, you can tame them, and you can ride them, and they can attack you, and they add this whole other thing to it. And it's right around the time that Dune's going to come out, which Dune is, is now featured in Fortnite, so that's kind of what, why I segue over to No Man's Sky. Um, Because your whole event that they have for five weeks in No Man's Sky, there's an event you can participate in. They call it an expedition where you're trapped on a sandworm planet and you have to figure out how to survive. So that should be a lot of fun. You get to um, earn exclusive items if you play that mode. And No Man's Sky, once you buy it, there really is nothing else ever to buy. So unlike Fortnite, where people sometimes feel the need to buy cosmetic skins, you can earn all that stuff just by playing No Man's Sky. And... No Man's Sky is a game that is is very casual. It's a game that you can just relax and play. A very relaxing game. You kind of do it just to do it. You just explore and go places in outer space. But their technology and how you can go to different planets, even now how you can have these other little game modes within their universe, I don't see how anyone... There's a lot of space companies out there, games that make space... Or game makers who make space games. And they're nowhere near No Man's Sky. Like, they're like on Iron Man level, basically. And it's it's a small studio um, that makes No Man's Sky. So they're kind of in that Minecraft position where if they keep going, I don't see how anyone can catch up, right? You would take It would take another company to want to come in and put a lot of money and time in and try to, you know, be the bigger company. Kind of like Epic did with Fortnite. 
Um, and so far, it doesn't look like anyone else is doing that. But unlike the Fortnite Minecraft situation, um, No Man's Sky is not making it easy because they're constantly updating their game. So Minecraft didn't do that. I think that makes it very unappealing for anyone to try to take on No Man's Sky at this point. Um, and if that's their, their track record and how they do business, um, it shows that they're not going to probably slow down anytime soon. So definitely those are two games you guys should be checking out. If you any, have any interest in them, this is the best time to check them out. Um, some other interesting things. Uh, Cyberpunk, a game that I was really happy about a few years ago. I, I, I almost forgot that it came out, right? Because I haven't played it after the first few weeks that it came out. It actually kind of killed a big part of the passion I had for video games. Because it was so, so overhyped. And then for me, it was such a disappointment. It had moments I enjoyed about it. There's definitely good qualities about it. But overall, it didn't live, it wasn't even, you know, 10%, maybe 20% of the hype that they had built out for that game by the company, not other people. Just the way they made it seem like the game was going to be, it was nothing like that. Um, I realize it's almost been a year. It's been about 10 months, I think, since the game came out. And they had promised all this free DLC and expanding the game, yada, yada. And they had a rough launch, but it's been 10 months, so I figured there'd be something noteworthy that would have came out. And I went to go look in yesterday into it to find out, no, there hasn't really been anything noteworthy um, added to the game. No big DLCs, no announcements. And then today, the, the, the very next day, they do announce something. And their PlayStation 5 version of the game, they're delaying to next year. So it's like even more bad news, 10 months out. Still bad news for gamers, for Cyberpunk. Um, oh, and they're delaying The Witcher, which I didn't really care about. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on at that studio. They seem to have everything going for them. Um, they seem like they're going to be the next best thing. And it's just been it's a hard thing as a video game fan. I, I, don't, I can't think of an equivalent thing when I look at sports or other industries where I keep like, man, remember these guys? They seem like they were the best. And for some reason, like there should be a documentary or something in a few years that kind of explains it. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, they're they're not doing really well. So if you're a fan of Cyberpunk, if you're still holding out hope, looks like, I mean, that's the next game coming out for PS5 next year. They said first or second quarter, which could be all the way till June of 2022. Um, so if there's going to be any DLC coming out for that game, I mean, you're looking at the end of 2022... 2023 i don't know and i don't even know how much i really care at this point because that then segues me over to grand theft auto and grand theft auto online for the ps5 i believe they pushed that back until like january but grand theft auto online for ps5 um that that looks like that's going to be a big big problem for cyberpunk and anyone else that wants to come into that space cyberpunk had announced that they wanted to do an online feature I don't think it's going to happen. If it does happen, I think GTA Online is going to be solidified on the PS5, on the new Xbox. And I don't think anyone's going to take the crown from them. I, I remember reading an article, and now I can't find the article. So you got to take my word for it or not, whatever. That had stated that GTA Online was going to be separate from GTA 6, right? So everyone's saying GTA 6 is going to come out, and they're thinking, oh, GTA Online Part 2 is going to come out. And... The article had explained, one of the like the stockholders or something like that, when I was reading the article, explained that they had no intention of taking GTA Online offline, right? It's just like World of Warcraft. It makes billions of dollars still. You Why would you take it offline? You just let it be online forever, right? 
and that the new GTA Online would be separate. It'd be, an, it'd be like another game. It wouldn't be the same one. Um, so it would have all the newer things, um, but you still would have that five, six, seven, I think almost 10 years worth of content um, in GTA Online. So if you want to play GTA Online, you have that. But then GTA Online 2 or whatever they call it that comes with GTA 6 or probably comes after GTA 6 comes out. I feel like Cyberpunk or any other company that ever wants to have a foothold on the PS5, um, they're going to run into that, right? As soon as they think they're going to come out, whatever they're going to do, you're going to have a very polished company that's making almost about 10 years now a dominating online experience is going to have their, their sequel and you're going to have to choose, do I want to play GTA Online? Do I want to play GTA Online 2? Or do I want to play Cyberpunk Online? And there's no way I can see any other company competing. I even like, you know, you're going to have your, your games like Call of Duty, where people just play that, they, they hop in, play a game, and get off. But that whole online, buying houses, buying cars, living in there, that space, I don't see Grand Theft Auto ever giving that up. They're doing a lot of promoting to keep people invested in the current game, Whenever you log in now, just by logging in once a month, you get a million dollars from them. I think you get another million dollars from Switch for your in-game character. And they're also supposedly putting out a Grand Theft Auto Trilogy remaster, um, which is going to be coming out in the next few months. And currently in Grand Theft Auto Online, by logging in, you get free clothes and stuff that's all dedicated to classic Grand Theft Auto. So if you like the old Grand Theft Auto, um, it's worth it to log in to GTA Online every few weeks now because you might get some items and some costumes or whatever that remind you of the old characters that you liked. Um, like now, I think the first thing they put out was a t-shirt with like the font from like Grand Theft Auto 3, which was a big deal if you were a Grand Theft Auto fan when that, when that first happened. So there, again, they're trying to keep people's attention. And that's something that I think people don't talk about enough when it comes to the other industries, like music and movies, that the video game companies that are successful really understand. They understand how to keep their fans' attention, how to keep people engaged, even during a drought. And that was um, one of the biggest disappointing things about Cyberpunk, where they, they've been pretty much quiet. I had asked some people um, on some, some big Facebook groups, Hey, you know, like, what have they said? What have they announced? Their Twitter seemed kind of dead. Um, and then, you know, everyone was like, yeah, they haven't really said much. And then the next day, they finally tweet something, which is basically more bad news. And they, it was funny in the tweet. They're like, oh, we want to delay it just to make sure we get it right. I'm like, yeah, you can't just switch to this, like, it's going to take as much time stance. You already let the game out. People are already mad about it. You can't just, you can't do that, right? Rockstar did it better where they have not said when GTA 6 is going to come out. So you don't know. People do complain, like, oh, when's it going to come out? But then they also keep releasing um, more content for GTA Online now. So you go in there, one of the newest contents they had was this complete Fast and the Furious um, like car club meetup place where you could do missions for this guy. It was like basically like, felt like Fast and the Furious 1, Part 2, like that kind of error uh, missions and stuff. Um, and it was really cool. It's something really cool to log into. You can see it. Again, all the content's free for that one, too, when you play it. They just want you to either earn it all or you can pay to move faster. And that's the only way that you... um that, Or that they make money in GTA Online. Which I like. I think that's a, a really good system because it lets everyone play together. Um, it's, it's I think also, too, the game's going to separate and be completely standalone, just like Fortnite, where anyone can download it and be free. At this point, I don't know who doesn't own a single copy of Grand Theft Auto V. 
However, if you don't, I do think GTA Online will eventually break off from it and be its own install. I think on the next PS5, it's supposed to be its own install. They might have announced that, which might be why I'm thinking that. But I'm not 100% sure. Um, one of the last things I want to cover, Guardians of the Galaxy, Square Enix. So Square Enix pulled a very interesting move. Um, at first, I didn't like it. And then I thought about it, and I realized it might actually be kind of impressive. I don't know how the, the finances are going to work out for this yet. But but Square Enix got a, like a 10-year deal. like They got like a Madden NFL deal where they're the people that are going to make Marvel's games for like 10 years. And I wasn't sure what I thought about that. So Avengers came out and had a rough launch. But if you play Avengers right now, it's a very solid game. Tons of content. Also, they don't split their player base. Uh, player base. If you come in, their content is free. You can get in there. Like Black Panther was the most recent release. I did talk about that recently on the podcast. You could just get him, right? You don't have to pay for Black Panther. Uh, you want to buy his outfits, you can buy his outfits. You don't need to do that, right? But it's kind of like Fortnite, um, but also like with the Grand Theft Auto caveat of you have to buy the, the actual game first, at least to start. So they made money off Avengers, and that's something the fans were kind of mad about. And then it, the next game coming out was going to be Guardians of the Galaxies. And the interesting thing about that is it's not made by the same exact developer within Square Enix. However, when I'm looking at the game, I'm almost 99% sure it's Avengers. It's the same exact engine or something. They might say it's not. They might say they tweaked it. The assets, there's, there's something there that's the same. But I'm pretty sure it's actually Final Fantasy XV reskinned as Marvel. Now that's interesting. And here's why that's interesting. Because a move I had not thought of. A, a card that they could play. And I, I, you've never seen a company do this. Um, is they could reskin their games as Marvel games. And sell them. And I think once people play those those games. I don't see anyone else ever making a Marvel game. Right? I mean, not, not, not the licensed cell phone games and stuff like that that you see. Or Spider-Man. Spider-Man is owned by, um, by Sony. So they're allowed to make those games. Outside of those two, Square Enix has a big archive of, of hit titles, I believe, on top of my head. The other one I'm thinking of now is Just Cause, who I'm thinking, well, if I reskin Just Cause, what could be a smash hit title? Um, Marvel Knights, which is their like Daredevil, Punisher kind of characters, or just Punisher. Um, all their human kind of characters, their Luke Cage, or Defenders, or whatever. If you took an open world game like Just Cause... And you added some of those heroes that use guns or use their hands to fight. That's going to make just endless amounts of money, right? People would love to play that. There isn't really an open world game. And Just Cause is fun. They're still going to make Just Cause. Just Cause is always going to be their, their game that breaks the barrier and goes forward. Final Fantasy XV, mind you, is an older game now, right? But Guardians of the Galaxy, you can't play as the other Guardians. You only can play as Star-Lord. And people were initially upset about that. But you can issue commands to the other team members to help you, a la Final Fantasy XV. And watching it fight, watching them all fight and how they do things, it's just like Final Fantasy XV. So I didn't consider that. Where they, they, They're also focusing on having more dialogue and being more of a story like Final Fantasy XV. So now I'm thinking, oh, okay, I see. So instead of having Avengers... 
And then them giving away Star-Lord and all these characters for free, they actually kind of blocked it off. Where they're planning on making little baby Fortnites, right? <laughs> Instead of having all in one thing, they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to have it across different things the way other studios, other developers within their publishing house can make the games, right? So somebody can work on the Final Fantasy Marvel game. Somebody can work on their, their main you know, superhero title, which was the Avengers game, right? If they make an Avengers 2 or whatever. They can do that, and they're going to make money that way. And it's kind of like putting out a movie. Right, So instead of them having to worry about them having one Avengers title that it seemed like initially it was just a failure of being like Fortnite. Because it looked like Fortnite, it walked like Fortnite, right? It seemed like, oh, this is not Fortnite, so it's a failure. Even though they made a bunch of money off it. I'm sure they're still making money off of it, right? Because those, those comic fans will complain about things and keep buying costumes and supporting Avengers. and So they're, I'm sure they're still making money off of it. But now... If they make a Guardians game, and it's anywhere near as good as Final Fantasy XV, which it should be, right? They already have that system they're building off of. Now they can just keep doing that. So they can have a hit title every two years, because it's going to take longer to make those things versus a a like you know a whole brand new movie or whatever. But they can have a hit title every two years or so. One company could be working on Guardians, and the sequel for the Avengers could be the other part of their company. And, I mean, if they bring out a third one, like I said, with, with based on one of the other titles, um, yeah, they're going to basically do what Marvel does with film just in the video game space, which is good because you, you can't do a new video game every three or four months. That's that's too much, like how they do movies with the Marvel, basically, system where you have three maybe movies a year. That's too much for video games because when you play them, you want to play them for a long time. But um, maybe one game a year would be nice, but even that actually might not be... The best idea, because Avengers had content for a whole year. So, like, just now, Black Panther is is the last content. I think they say Spider-Man's going to be there. Um, so maybe before the end of the year, maybe we'll see Spider-Man in the game. And then Guardians is on the market. So by doing that, they are kind of holding that attention. So it might seem like two years is a long time, but it isn't, because Avengers isn't really over. Um, and that's a very interesting thing to see that they're they're doing with their business model. Because now they can focus over to Avengers 2 and whatever they want to do with Avengers. And they already have now Guardians in place. And what they do with Guardians, what other kind of characters they add to it, I don't know. Maybe they don't add any characters. They said it's pretty much is going to be a story experience. I think they've said there's no DLC. So we'll see. If they don't have a year roadmap, um, we don't, well, I don't really know. But they're in a very interesting place. And Square Enix is definitely doing more than it seemed like they were doing initially. Because at first it's like, oh, you guys are making this like... Marvel Fortnite game and it's not going to really work. You guys aren't really selling things we want to buy. And it's like, no, 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 no. Actually, we're going to keep selling you games every two years, which Fortnite doesn't do. And if that works for Square Enix and it works for Marvel, then hey, it works for us, right? As gamers, we get more games to play. So those are just a few of the things that I'm looking at right now. It's a very exciting time, I think, for gamers. Um, I think the PlayStation 5 and the next-gen systems are starting to pull in and getting to that point where people are starting to acquire them more easily. And, yeah, I mean, thinking about this holiday season, I don't think I'd be picking up PS5. But definitely by next Christmas, I could see me having a PS5 as some of the other titles will come out for it. And some of the more enhanced, you know, versions of games come out for it. Again, Grand Theft Auto Online on PS5, I'm interested in um, the enhancements. The no Man's Sky on PS5, I heard, is great. So the enhancements. Um, whether or not... There's a new title that's exclusive to PS5 that I'm excited about. 
I don't think that title's there yet. It's going to be Grand Theft Auto 6. I think that's going to 100% be that. So I think when people see a game of that magnitude, um, I don't know if Halo Infinity for the Xbox is going to be that. But um, yeah, I definitely think soon, maybe by the end of next year, um, you're going to have that title that makes you say, okay, I, I got to move over to these next systems now. Um, and they did make it, they, Sony's whole thing was you want to make it an easy transition. Um, but not, besides not having the systems in the store, you didn't have to get it. And it was a different kind of thing than most console releases. Where people who wanted it, they got it, and there's a little bells, few bells and whistles. But then other people who would rather wait or didn't want to spend all that money right away, they had a chance to wait, and it's not like you're dying to get it because they're forcing you to go over to the next one. There's still a lot of life left in the PS4. And that's a great thing. And those are just a few things I want to talk about. I have a holiday or Halloween uh, episode um, that I'm working on right now that I'm editing. So far, it's the longest episode I've ever done. I'm doing that one with Anthony Wheeler. Um, I don't know if I'm going to edit it down or whatever. It's super long, but we talk a lot about different Halloween movies and some of the things going on with streaming services right now and some of the things that they're saying they're going to do in 2022 and our reactions to that. Hopefully that episode will be out next week. I have another episode I want to do with another friend about real estate. That one's still on the works. Got a lot of things going on in the podcast. Um, yeah, man, there's a lot of stuff going on. I haven't been able to play video games actually in such a long time because of all the things I've been working on. But recently this week, I got the touch back. And I thought to myself, you know, for at one point I was like, hey, you haven't played video games in a while. Like never play video games again. What's the point, right? And I thought, hey, you know, if you're a, a, a another business person who likes boxing, those guys go watch boxing matches. If you like football, those guys watch football, right? My pastime is video games. I, what's the point in being successful in anything if you can't enjoy your pastime, right? That's what you like to do. And also, I'm very excited about the business of video games. Again, on, on, in the arts, talk about the art of it. Fortnite is beautiful. I, I can't talk about that's a whole other podcast. I could just talk about just the art design, some of the characters they've created recently in Fortnite. And their event, their Halloween event is awesome. The visuals, the ideas, it is just it blows my mind. Every time I log into that game and they have a big update. Always so exciting. They're doing this whole thing this season, this the regular season, not just the Halloween, with these aliens and they have this whole cube technology. I don't even want to get into it. It's a whole other podcast, right? And um, and I have to also shout out, I recently got invited to join an alliance for Marvel Strike Force. Uh, I got invited to join Icons, which was cool. Um, they're, they're a good alliance. And I was in a kind of a casual alliance, just playing you know casually for like the last eight or nine months here or there. And I had gotten better. And, and in being involved in the Facebook communities, I got an invite. I didn't ask to join. I got an invite. And I was flattered. And I really want to do good in the alliance because of that. And it goes back in something that, that Gary Vee talks a lot about. Where it's like, you know, I wasn't doing it for any other reason. I was doing it because I wanted to do it. I was playing the game. I was participating in the Facebook community about the game. And apparently I made, you know, someone say, hey, maybe that guy would be cool to come over here with us. I got invited to a good group of people, and I'm around a good group of people. And then one of the first things they said to me was, hey, oh, you can promote your podcast in here. I was like, oh, that's, number one, that's so nice, right? That's so cool. Like, instead of me asking and feeling like I'm in that position, I was actually in a position where someone's inviting me to do something. And hopefully it's because they saw that over time I was a nice person and part of that overall community. It was such a great feeling. I mean, that that was another thing that got me really excited about games recently. Just talking to them more, having a big group of people that I can communicate with, meeting new people that are fun or into things that I'm into. 
Marvel Strike Force is pretty much the only game I play on the phone. I like it a lot. I think there's a lot of strategy, a lot to learn. I'm nine months in with me seriously playing it, and I'm still learning. Very, very intellectually stimulating kind of game. And I like talking to people about it and seeing their ideas and their strategies. It's like chess. Like To me, it's like chess. Like it's and Not that it plays like chess, meaning that it's a strategy game where you know you get to think a few moves ahead. Um, and also you're playing with all your favorite Marvel characters, right? So it's a very fun, fun game for me to play. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. I hope you guys are enjoying your holidays and taking it easy. Um, what do you guys dressing up for for Halloween, right? I don't know. I don't think I'm going to do anything this year. My family is doing stuff. My my daughter's doing stuff. That's really the person, the main person we're looking forward to getting dressed up. But yeah, if you guys tuned in this week, I appreciate it. Really excited. Glad to be out here still doing this with you guys um, and seeing things develop and grow and having these new opportunities. It's awesome. And then awesome to, you know, sit down and enjoy some things like games and see things that are going on in that industry. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to that podcast with Sammy Rye. You guys take care, and I hope you're having a great end to your 2021. Peace.